The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. And if you want your own podcast, kids, we can produce one for you. It's what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network out of our Westwood Mass Studios or anywhere around the globe by the use of that, uh, that internet thing. We can do that, too. Go to pod617.com to get started. It's the Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. And I'm very excited because we have an in-studio guest. Some people still brave enough to come into the studio. And um, here with me is the proprietor of Mandylicious. Now, what do I do? I say Mandylicious Hala? Or what do I say, Mandy? You can say Mandylicious Hala. What would you say? It's your your thing. Well, I say Mandylicious. Just Mandylicious. But then people can't find me necessarily because there could be more than one Mandylicious, but there's only one (laughs) Mandylicious Hala. And her name's Mandy Silverman, and let's properly welcome her to the studio. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Crowd is on their feet. Amazing. So it's, I know you do classes. Mm-hmm. You teach people how to make challah. That's right, I and, do. But, but you also make babka and all other kind of stuff. Yes. So when, when did this whole thing start? Well, it'll be 10 years in October but mm-hmm. that my business has been around, but I didn't know how to make challah or bake anything at all until around 11 years ago because my my family is from St. Louis, and but I'm the only one that's here in the Boston area, and my mom had gone to someone's house for lunch, and they had served a challah that when they sliced it open, there was like a layer of honey inside. Mm. And my mom, who like, I think she's like a... Like a so much respect for her and she shares everything with everybody like literally will hand like, her kidney out if someone else needs it the one, she's like how did you make this hal? it's so cool and the woman's like no i'm not going to share that recipe with wow. you that's a recipe that goes with me to my grave mm. and, and now i know that there are some people that keep those recipes but my mom is not one of them so she she's a giver she's a giver yeah. yes that's to, to say it lightly and so she called me up and i like i went into full like mama bear mode which is weird because she was my mother but i guess that's what happens and i was like no no mommy don't worry i'll figure out how to do it it's like how hard can it be even though i've been scared of challah forever because i was scared of challah in general because it had like yeast in it yeast is scary you can kill it there's death involved i'm like that's not there but it's also a very traditional bread that people have very strong associations with so if you would make that bread and mess it up, it's like you're like shunning your forefathers. You're like, look, I've, I've made, I've shamed you. I'm so sorry. So I it's just, you don't really want to touch it because you don't really want to mess with it. So you just don't want to poke the challah bear. All right. Well, hold on. Hold on, man. That's a, a lot of information. Oh, yeah, and sorry. I haven't had my afternoon coffee yet. So first of all, St. Louis, mm-hmm. born and raised in St. Louis? Yes. What, what are you doing here in New England? I hear it's nice in St. Louis. Oh, it is. Although it's probably a little warm it's this time of year. Yes. Yeah. No, I went to the University of Michigan for college, and that's where I met. Go Blue? Go, yes, Go yes. Blue, and that's where I met my wonderful husband, Danny. Who's Thank here you. in the studio but refuses to speak. 
had some what Maybe a good we'll husband get him to talk does. later. No, okay. I'm just kidding. He's very good. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. But we went to school that we met there, and then he got his MBA there, and then he got a job that caused us to move to the East Coast in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, worked for Johnson & Johnson, and then they had us move to Rhode Island for the CVS office, and then we picked Sharon, which is a, a lovely community close to the place yes. where he had to work. And then we've just my home, not just not just Jake Ross's hometown. Uh, yeah. I, oh, I should introduce Jake is in the studio too. PR man extraordinaire, Jake Ross, who I taught him everything he knows because I was coach of his basketball team and maybe <laughs> maybe even soccer or something. I don't know. Jake was Jake was an, an awesome kid, and I don't know what's happened to him since. He, he seems fine. <laughs> anyway, we, we're both Sharon people as well, so Sharon's all around. Yes. Go ahead. So it's great. So that's how I ended up here. So then, yeah, we, now we've just stayed here, and our family's here, and we just we, we love it here, but it was it's very different from the Midwest where I started. Okay. All right. So first of all, the honey and the holla. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. So, And by the way, Mandy, you're going to have to sell me on holla because I know it's tradition, I know there's not that everybody loves sharing the photos of the hollow they just baked for Rosh Hashanah or what have you, and yet it's not typically not my favorite. But I haven't had your hollow yet, so you're gonna have to convince me on this. But just to stick with the honey thing for a minute, that's that is that common? That that sounds. Oh no, it's there. It was unique. Like that was the, unique. It's yeah. a, she's like people are like oh it's such a it's like a a centerpiece when people come to her home mm. that she's very proud of, and but she doesn't tell people how to do it. So that's why my mom was like, let's, she was like, so curious. Like, I just wish I knew how she did it. And I was like, okay, let me see if I can figure it out. Okay. So does the story continue about you yeah, in no. search of the honey hala? Yes. All right, go ahead. Okay. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it was, I, cause I hadn't made the hala part yet. So that part was very stressful in my brain. Right. I'm like, if I do enough research and look at enough things, I'll be able to figure it out. But every time I tried to make a recipe, the recipe didn't answer all my questions and you could look online on different websites but they didn't I, I they, there was nothing like that I could find and I kept making all these mistakes so for those who don't, may not know it, it, it's a Jewish tradition mm-hmm. as we've, I guess we've already said mm-hmm. it, it's, it's braided yes what, what is, is that particularly hard to do is that the part that's harder the braiding is like the fifth or sixth part in the process oh that's hard and it's not even Forget the hardest it. I'm never doing yeah no it. see <laughs> you've got to come to my house I'm, I'll I'm, teach you it'll be good okay. you're gonna have a great time all right I might do that good there we go see but then but it was making the dough itself like getting the yeast to rise all these little steps that yeah. you can get before because you think the braiding is the hardest but that's that's nothing compared to the beginning part and some people just have it in them naturally but I'm not one of those people so I messed up so many times and I did so many ridiculously silly things that when I finally figured out, I was like, okay, now we're going to go ahead and do this, figure out how to stuff the challah. But honey is particularly challenging to stuff in a challah. Mm. So I, it like melted out or it burned. I, I, I did a thousand different things and I couldn't get it to. How are you actually stuffing it? Are we using like a syringe or something? No, well, there's also, yes, there's a you syringe. Use, you, okay. could, you could try all these things. And there's like flattening the strands is the way that I flatten my strands now. But there's all these ways. But honey, the way it's built is just not, doesn't necessarily translate well into that. So 
I was very frustrated because I mm. never failed at anything as much as I failed at this. <laughs> the honey hole. Like ever. And it takes, it's like you don't know it's failed until like four hours after you start. Like if you fail on like a chocolate chip cookie, yeah. 20 minutes, like, no, this is horrible. This is like, so it took me a really long time. So How then, long does you bake a hollow for? It bakes for only around 30 to 40 minutes or so it depends on the size and if it's stuffed with anything, but around 30 minutes. But you get, there's an, I don't, you don't have to give, give away the whole store here, but so... The, there's you make the dough and then it needs to prove. I feel like that's yeah, the word. Oh, you are fancy. Well, I watch. Lying. I watch a little British baking. I can tell. <laughs> so, what does prove mean? You have to prove itself to you. No, yeah, it has to. It's, you have to prove, prove that it's working. Off. That it's the it's it rises. The yeast has to okay. give it time to rise. So that part's a challenge also. But I was very frustrated because, like you said, it does. It's there's a lot of proving and things like that, and, mm. and I was not worthy. But so I thought about things that I could put inside the challah in a way that might work, that wouldn't be honey. So I thought about things that were unusual that I could put inside mm, of it. Okay. So I thought, like, maybe salami would go inside of it. or And, and I did well, that. Well, now you got yourself a sandwich. Yeah. It's now a, it's, it's a meal. Okay, it's so a, now, now I'm getting on board. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> See, all right. So the salami I did, and then I did cookie dough or caramelized onion. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait sorry? a minute. I got to picture this. Cookie yeah. dough and a challah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's I think delicious. That could, yeah, <laughs> okay. no, it's good. And then all, it's just, I started. Wait, wait, wait. But the cookie dough, wouldn't it turn into a cookie when you bake no, it? No, you freeze it first. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then it stays in cookie dough form. Oh, she's one step ahead of me on this. Okay, oh, go I'm ahead. Many, I'm, I'm, I've been doing this for a while, <laughs> so tell. it's okay. But each time I did it, and it worked, and it was so rewarding, and that I started doing it for their my friends, for like their birthdays, I, and my husband Danny, who's still there, he's still quiet, like Silent Bob, but he, he you loves... Just, you just busted him because he was on his phone, he yeah, wasn't paying attention. That's right, Danny. <laughs> come on, Danny. Whatever. Come on, get with it. Yep. We're, on, we're on the important thing now. We're on the Boston Podcast. But buffalo chicken is one of his favorite things, so I made a pulled buffalo chicken challah, and I did, I have... Well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Pulled buffalo chicken, like a tearaway buffalo chicken. No, no, it's, no, the chicken itself is. Pulled. Oh, like as you I, would pull pork, you would pull yes, buffalo but I chicken. Would not probably do pork. No. <laughs> okay, you know what? That probably is incongruous. Now that I think about it, <laughs> pork in a hollow. Yeah, I'd say but that's uh, the wrong, own. the wrong choice. But you, buffalo chicken, okay. So that's just how it started. Right. And, and like I did a jalapeno challah, so challahs. <laughs> and then I had my friend Rebecca, she likes Indian food. So I made a challah naan where it was filled with. And I just started doing all these mm. fun things. And then somehow between September of 2012 and October of 2013, enough people were like trying to convince me to make it into a business. Mm. And that's hard for me because cooking for people because you love them and you want to make them happy is very different than cooking for people. The and consumer. Say, yes, yeah. that, that's the word. Right. But, but I, I did it and I, and I did, I'm that first October I made like 15 challahs. I had like, I put mm. like a few flavors and it went well. And I was like, okay, <sighs> that was great. Cause it's stressful. And it went well. I'm like, okay, let me try again for November. It happened to be that that November was the Thanksgiving and Hanukkah together that the thing oh, it fell on the same day yeah it yep. only happens once every 50 bajillion trillion oh, years and okay. everyone was going crazy so i'm like oh i'll do something with challah on thanksgiving to celebrate it and i made a cute little turkey shaped challah it had a pumpkin spice tummy mm. and a, a sprinkly nose a beak and a, i had to look up the word for the dangly thing it's called a waddle and a chocolate chip eye anyways i put it on my facebook page which had like a hundred people on it wait what was was that stuffed with turkey no no no, no. no it that was, was just it was just a centerpiece was, how, okay. it was decorative gotcha. i do make a turkey stuff one but that's not we're, we're getting uh, ahead all right of sorry i'm sorry there's, there's but anyways so i put that up and it got really a lot of views it went viral and people drove from like maine and new 
New Hampshire and Connecticut and all around just to get a cute little turkey challah, which was great. So that sort of gave my business like a little so bit. So wait, of, was that, did I miss something in the story? You made like 15 of them? No, but the, by the time I got to the turkey day, that was okay. like I already made like 50 because people were calling me up. And, I and was you're like, making them all yourself? Yes. Okay, at this point. So uh, f- you made 50 turkey halas. They were so cute. <laughs> they were adorable. Okay. You don't name them because then they're harder to eat. Right. I learned that the hard way. Anyways, but that's how my like, that's how my like, it just progressed. So you, oh, they yeah. weren't alive, Mandy. You realized they were, they were bred. Did you not hear me telling you that you can kill yeast? Were we not in the same room? Okay, I'm just telling you. All right. I forgot. Yep. And the secret ingredient is love, I'm told. Yes. Go ahead. It is. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And a little sassiness. <laughs> but the so then so that's how the business part of it became like just sort of built up a little bit and then the following like October time, my friend was saying, you have such cool things. You should try putting your business on Instagram because people there might be interested in, in growing your like, your kitchen. I was like, all right, well, let me see what I can do. And her, I, her 11-year-old daughter came and put a picture of my turkey up on the Instagram for me. I, I still call it the Instagram because I'm, I'm still a little <laughs> ancient. But... And it's she like set I, it up for me. It's like I was watching the Seinfeld last night on exactly. on the television. That's Sorry. exactly <laughs> right. But now I don't watch Seinfeld. It causes me too much silkies. It's too. Oh. Anyways, that the. Do you have an Elaine complex? No. No, I think I have a Kramer complex. Okay. <laughs> but you do have a little bit of Kramer in you. That's Sorry, the go ahead, Mandy. I'm Any, sorry to keep taking you taking you. No, away. it's okay. fine. I yeah. enjoy it. Okay. But the what happened with Instagram was that the audience in Instagram is more global, right? So I thought I was going to be putting my things on Instagram for like to have people come by Halunan from my house, mm. but. In the end, people saw a challah-based account that wasn't like a big, huge account that had a lot of followers. And they're like, oh, I've been trying to make challah forever, but all these things kept happening to me, X, Y, Z. And it was, and it was, I got all these messages from people, not from people who are in Massachusetts that could buy the challah, but from people in California and Colombia and France and all these places all over the world that have had tried, everyone makes challah, you know? And they had all these questions. And the coolest thing in the world happened. Remember when I made all the mistakes and I felt like a big idiot? Because I didn't know. They were asking me all those same questions. And I knew all the answers. The same questions that you had asked. Uh, yeah. And I, right. fig- I figured them out because I did right. like a bajillion times. So mm-hmm. I got to help them. And then they would write me back. Oh, man, this is the first time I've ever been successful making challah. And they would try it out. And it was then I realized that this would probably be an even more fulfilling thing for me to do i've got the bakery and that helps this many people but if i'm able to help this many people with answering questions and things of that nature then that's even more wonderful and when people started asking me for my recipe i think my first my visceral reaction was to be like the honey lady and be like no this is my job yeah and i was like no this is my job i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to give you my recipes and i share every recipe that Mm. I make and I tell people I help walk them through any questions that they have and there's I even the only recipe in fact that I don't share is the honey stuffed challah because it was like a year or two after I started Mandelicious Mm -hmm. I figured out how she did it but it's her recipe, and she's very private, and it's not my idea. So Wait I, a minute. So you reverse engineered the, the honey challah mm-hmm. recipe. Mm-hmm. You figured it out. You mm-hmm. cracked the code. Mm-hmm. If I were you, I'd be going back to her and shoving it in her face and going and saying, ha, ha, I figured it out. Yeah, that's not good challah manners. <laughs> There's the holocaust. The spirit of the holocaust. No, okay. No, All right. So no, but but I make. But honestly, I make. Um, I'm up to 480 flavors right now, and what? honey is the most boring one. Oh, it so, is. So like, who needs honey? I'm over it. All right. So wait. So first of all, 
the, I know you you give classes and you teach people how to make challah. Mm-hmm. Can can we just order challah right off your website, or how do we get your challah? So, Let's start with that. Bribery helps. No, <laughs> I'm I, putting you on my show today, Mandy. It's very shh. Don't tell the town of Sharon. No, I sell it once a month. So at this point, it used to be okay. every week. It got to be so much. It was trying to break my body because I cap it at 50 challahs for an order week because I was trying to have a life. And then as soon mm. as the Instagram, I'm so fortunate that that takes up a lot of time as well with the, just answering people's questions. It's because it's all day. People ask me questions all day about challah. Like mm. there's people sending me questions that I, I'm like rescue 911 for challah. So that takes up a lot of time. So I had to cut back on that. But I still I didn't want to stop doing it completely because it's it, I love it. And yeah. people, there are people who count on it. And that makes me feel happy also. So I do it's just once a month and people sign up to get um, alerted when I talk about my new flavors because I do usually like five or six flavors at a time that are offered and so then they'll know so but my next and I cut it off at 50 so there's a limit and there's a time limit and how much I can do the only time that I'll go past the 50 is on Rosh Hashanah which is coming up and I'll probably do 300 and that's a lot mm-hmm. and then I'll do a little bit and then I'll do a big chunk for like Thanksgiving that's also a really popular day you do virtual classes and which is cool because we're we're fast running out of ideas for virtual classes, right? Because I, I I mean I did during the pandemic I did a game show called Zuma Palooza, which anyone would hire me, I'd come on and do this hopefully entertaining game show and stuff. And I've been to like chalk, I've done like virtual chocolate tastings and bourbon tastings and stuff. But holla, mm. haven't heard of. Oh. So you still you still do those? Yes, those okay. are actually very popular. I do them for for like people's like for companies i do them for right. like corporations for people trying to build like the activity with their people all over the world i've done it for like google and hallmark channel and like the united nations credit union which sounds really fancy but, uh, but i've also done it for like synagogues and sisterhoods and i've done private bachelorette parties and and bar and bat mitzvahs and and then i and it's great because I can do them globally. Like I've done classes with people in Australia and I've done classes with people in Israel and I've done people with classes in California. Like it's all because of Zoom, which was the best thing, I guess, that came out of the pandemic. It sort of helped make the world feel a little smaller and it also enabled me to help teach more people because even the instructions on a website are never going to be as good as seeing someone do it and being Mm. able to answer it. And the way I do my classes is the same way that I wish someone had done with me when I was trying to learn it was like, there's no stupid questions. Let me help you figure out a way to make it to make this challah the way you want it to be. Let me help you figure out um, how challah can work for you. And by having all these different flavors, it sort of opened up challah to more people who maybe didn't weren't interested in it before. Maybe mm. they were like you and never had a good challah, which is sad, and I'll take care of that later. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank uh, you. That's really, that hurts my heart. I must be healed, yes. Yes, but, but it's also like the same pressure that I felt, that you don't want to mess with something that you think has to be a certain way. So seeing that challah mm. doesn't have to be a certain way, and you can create challah in whatever things you find inspirational or you want to do something special for someone you love has been so great for so many people because I get these messages that say I was never comfortable wanting to bake challah before or I'm not Jewish and I was always scared to make it but now I'm going mm-hmm. to make it or I'm converting <laughs> and I want to impress my future mother-in-law how can <laughs> I am I allowed to all these questions that people have yeah you make a good challah then you're one of the tribe right exactly. you're sure you're it's, in it's pretty that's pretty much how converting works <laughs> I think no but the but that was it so it's, it sort of like took on this whole other thing these classes it teaches and brings people in and the answering questions and all that being available for people is really made all the difference I think for all these 
challah bakers out there because mm. thousands of people use my recipe now. Mm. So I'm really happy with that. So the, do you recommend people go to your Instagram page to learn more? Is that the best place yeah. or what? Instagram has okay. all the good stuff. All right, what's your handle on Instagram? At Mandylicious Challah. At Mandylicious Challah. Oh, yeah. If you start See, typing in Mandy, it usually comes up. Okay. All right. So I have follow-up questions, but yes. you, you, you talk so fast. I, I've, I've already forgotten a lot of it. So, <laughs> my you, apologies. I should have written them You just listen too slow. Up. It's okay. <laughs> I do. There's no question. So... Oh, summer camps. You should you should have the summer camps hire you to come up for a day. And that would be a thing kids would do. Jake, did you go to summer camp? I did. What, where, where did you go? I went to Cape Cod Sea Camps. Oh, was it overnight or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> That's not a Jewish camp, though, right? No. Oh, come on, Jake. You should have gone to the Jewish. <laughs> but the Jewish, uh, for those that don't know, like Jewish summer camps are just a thing. And they have budgets. They would hire you. So next summer, put yep. that on your list, Mandy, okay? Yes. All right, so you said it's for special events. It's cool. People like learning how to make a ha- make challah. You said you did bachelorette parties, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so there's no easy way for me to ask this. Yes, but I've done that. <laughs> the penis-shaped challah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would. All right. Score one for Dave. <laughs> That's the wrong... There we go. Okay. Well, it had to be done. It had to be done. It's about to I have party. a picture of it in my phone. I can show it to you later. <laughs> It you know what? Out. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Sure? There's different flavors. It's fine. It's all good. Oh, no. Of course fillings. there are it's different fun. flavors. It's everyone is unique. Yes. Yes. And you, no one needs to feel self-conscious about their hollow. Exactly. Okay. It happens um, to everybody. <laughs> Sorry. We've completely changed Straight off direction. the rails. Straight <gasps> off the rails. Focus, Mandy. That's Jewish a- tradition <laughs> and culture. So what has there been like a moment during one of your classes where you said... This is cool. Like someone, I mean, you may have already alluded to it, like someone saying that, how unique this is, because I think it is, or someone thanking you for showing them the way. Yes. No, it's, so. it's hard for me to talk about because I like, I'm not like modest, but I'm like, like it's embarrassing, but I do. It's so, it's, it's so weird. It's, it's so fulfilling. It feels mm. like it, it tickles all these spots in my heart when yeah. people do, when they take the time to message me, like people are like, you can you start crying. It's really frustrating when you want to do something, especially to honor somebody or just to show yourself that you can do it, that you can't do it. So seeing these, hearing from these people and seeing these people when they join a class or they recommend a class or they just go on a post on Instagram and they write something, it's so wonderful. And I've actually, I actually, cause sometimes you get stressed with a challah because I'm not like, I'm not a challah like fancy person. I don't do like million stranded braids. There's so many people who have all these beautiful, crazy, gorgeous challahs. And that's just not me. I make beautiful, delicious challahs that warm your heart and soul. Not necessarily like they're not. So you're more, you, I mean, but you said you made the turkey, which was, which must've been pretty impressive, oh, yeah. but given, <laughs> but your calling card is more just different flavors and they'll, they taste good. They taste you're not good. necessarily making the crazy sculptures no they're not okay. and then and then i'll only make and i'll only teach things to people that i feel like i can teach to people of all levels and i have i've taught people who've made challah for decades I, I love when they tell me oh my god i've been making challah for decades and i've never even thought about that how to make how do i get the strands to be more smooth or how do i get a braid to be more even or so that's great because they're always able to learn something new and then people who never made a challah like they're able to do a 12 strand they're like oh my gosh i didn't even know i could do it so i'm like no this is a great way to do a 12 strand that's approachable that we can figure out how to do together where it's not a contest you know we're mm. gonna all be happy in the end Danny, I promise I wouldn't call on you, and I'm, I'm breaking that promise. What's the most delicious challah that she ever that she ever made? 
Well, I still love the uh, bu- pulled buffalo chicken challah, it's, and the uh, pulled brisket challah is right behind that one's number two. Do you have a look? Do you have the ranch dressing on the side, or oh, the blue absolutely. cheese? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah we, okay. we didn't do the blue cheese, but we do the, the ranch. How yeah, much yeah. do you eat? How much challah do you eat? <laughs> yeah, uh, Mandy invents usually like one to two recipes a week, so you get to sample that at least once or twice a week. But I have learned over time to not have a full slice; it's just uh, one or two bites at a time. It's Good like wine tasting, <laughs> yes, you know exactly. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Danny, for indulging me. So, what else do our listeners need to know? Find you on Instagram, sample the hollas. But really, you, it, it's, it seems like your passion is more in the teaching. Is yes. that right? I, yeah. love, I love making challahs for people because I love the feedback. I love when people say, like, like I've already gotten messages like, this Rosh Hashanah, you, I, you have to be making your honey spice challah because my whole family is counting on that challah for Rosh Hashanah. And I'm like, yes, of course. That's, like, a whole other area of joy. So I do do that, and it's helpful, but I can only do it for so many people. So the, the, the teaching and the Instagram and all the recipes that I offer and help that I can provide, that's like, that's, that's not, that's not as limited. So mm. I feel like that's great for me because it's wonderful for other people too, hopefully. Can you make challah in a hot pot or any of those devices? No, right? I've done it on a grill. On a on, grill? Yeah, you can do it in an air fryer. You can. I okay. am personally petrified of Instapots, but I'm sure... No, I'm not even going to know. I don't. I will never know. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I can't... I don't want to touch things that might... Like, that's just not... Yeah, there's a reason why those are considered explosive devices. Yeah. Yes, cooking shows. Do you watch any cooking shows on TV? I did enjoy the Great British Baking Show as well. Mm. I think that that was... I liked Is It Cake? So oh, <laughs> with with Mikey that, Day, yeah. I just like... I could only watch a few episodes of it because then I was just like... Everything I was like wanting to try a bite of. I'm like, this might be cake. I'm <laughs> like, no, Mandy. No one's in your house giving you things that look like cake that aren't cake. So that was painful. You lesson. see that bottle of Poland Spring Water right in front of you in the studios here? That's, yeah. It's cake. It's cake, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm try that out I later. Know. I need a knife. It, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that show. And it's Mikey Day from, who, from Saturday Night Live. And the whole game show is... It, well, the first part is like trying to guess whether like this decorative sneaker is actually cake mm-hmm. or or not but then the the bakers the contestants they bake illusion cakes but to me it's like after a while it's just like all right I can't freaking tell i mean it's it you're plus you see it on tv you're not seeing like all the details so everything might be cake is, and wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be a good world? It's like that's like a life lesson. You want <laughs> the, is your whole world like cake? Yes. Yes, it is. If not, it should be. What can we do to make it? Okay. Once again, it is Mandylicious Hala on Instagram. And you can sign up for classes and find out all more stuff about her delicious treats. You also make babka? I do. Okay. But not as passionate about the babka. Oh, no. Well, just no one asked about the babka. <laughs> and I already talked too fast about the challah, so I just tried to rein it in. But, yes. I What's your babka. favorite flavor of babka to me? I do. I like the um, peppermint hot chocolate. Oh, my God. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I just had a chocolate babka a couple of weeks ago for whatever reason. I mean, not the whole thing, but, you know. But it's it's. I was staying at a friend's house. Somebody brought it, and it's like... And someone who was uninitiated said, well, is it breakfast? Is it dessert? What is it? It's like whatever you want to, when you're hungry, eat the babka. You mm-hmm. don't have to think about it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, very cool. So we are going to play a round of good stuff in a moment where both Mandy and I will recommend something good for you, the listener. And I'm definitely going to do it because it made her nervous when I asked her what she was going to talk about. I'm so still very said, stressed about that. Well, you just, just, you're going to have to get over it. This, this is, is a the can of worms that you've opened. This is the, <laughs> I, I know. Before we do that, let me take just one minute to remind you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. It's pod617.com. It's where you go if you want your own podcast. We can produce the show for you 
soup to nuts from start to finish. We will create an intro for you, an outro for you, and we'll send you out a high-quality microphone you can use in the comfort of your own home. It's a great time to start a podcast now with the summer grinding to a halt. It's a great way to connect with your network, with your prospective clients, with your clients, whoever you want to connect with. And it's fun. It's a podcast. Be the next big podcast star. Go to pod617.com to get started. It's the Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. All right, let's play uh, good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. Mandy, what you didn't know is there's an unofficial test here at Boston Podcast Network. If the guests dance dances during to the B-52s there, then they win. You're supposed yes. to. So well done. Woo-hoo. Very done. Yes. Oop, sorry. I got a no pause and effect. a dinky button. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's the best day ever. <laughs> I think she's humoring me. All right. You're the guest, so you get to go first, Mandy. What do you have to recommend? Anything at all to our listening audience? First of all, a good challah recipe. <laughs> Second of all, if you're going to be baking a lot this, you know, time of year, sometimes even in the, if you're not doing a Rosh Hashanah big baking thing, sometimes people start baking in the fall all the cozy food. It's really important to have comfortable shoes, and I, do, mm. I learned that the hard way because the first year I made challah, I actually hurt myself so badly making a croissant style challah because mm. you have to need a lot that I couldn't walk for um, six weeks. What? Because I tore something in my leg. Anyways, huh. so I learned that. So the worst challah related injury yeah. I've ever heard. It, it was a delicious challah. Ugh. I made a croissant. It was really funny. And then the, the, the chronut, because it was like covered one with glaze. It was delicious, but we're never doing that again. That's in the archives. Anyways, so I learned that um, really important. it's good to have really good supportive shoes. So I like Ufos, and I've I okay. got a new pair, and they're really, I just, they, they still help that so o- much. O-O-F-O? Yeah, Ufo? O-O-F-O-S. Buy them from their website, because Amazon sometimes doesn't have the authentic. Is thing. it for just women or men and women? Oh, no, men and, men women. and women. And they okay. have all sorts of great... You're wearing Ufos now, Danny? They, well, they kind of look like flip-flops to me, but they yes, look comfortable. They're fancy flip-flops. Fancy and you're like, flip-flops. why am I spending okay. this much money on flip-flops? And then you'll be like, oh, Mandy mm. was right. It's mm-hmm. the excellent art support. Wait, like, hold on. I didn't have your microphone. <laughs> Say it again. It's the excellent arch support. Oh, okay. It makes all the difference. So old right we now. Do. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. And it helps my it bunions. <laughs> I gotta think of something young and cool. Let's go back to the penis hey, collar quick. Hey, <laughs> no more babka. No more babka. It's really important. Give me the wins. All right. Well, <laughs> that's a great one. Say it again. Ufa? Ufos. Ufos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not and if UFOs, they'd like to UFOs. hire me, I'd be more than yeah, happy not to a, wear their They're shirt. not a sponsor of the no, show, so. but but it looks like you can get more information at Ufo. Dot com. No, no, wait, it says UFOs here. Yes, you put UFOs. an S at the end. You put okay. an S at the end, like plural. O-O-F-O-S. Okay. Because you have two shoes. Right. You can't just want to have UFO, you have UFOs. All right. Who's, whose show is this? It's mine now. <laughs> Welcome to you the Man Delicious <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> it's kind of obvious you should have your own podcast. So I'm going to recommend a TV documentary that I just saw. It's on HBO. Jake's nodding because I think you already saw it. Did you already see it? No. It's called BS High. So if you remember a couple of years ago, there was famously this game, college fo- no, high school football game, big time college, high school football on ESPN, and it featured this uh, school named Bishop, Bishop Sycamore, I think. They'll clear it up in a minute. But the team got absolutely destroyed, and someone did some poking around and realized there was no school. They had a football team, but somehow not a school. HBO just did a documentary on it. It's I'm gonna, real? It's it, it, 
it is. It was a real hoax. It was a real scam, and it was a really interesting crazy. story. And I'm going to play a little bit of the uh, trailer here. IMG to kick off to Bishop Sycamore. Do you want my hands like this, like this, like that? <laughs> Just be natural. You don't have to try. Coach Roy Johnson told us they had a number of Division One prospects. New high tip, intercepted. Thanks and a pick six. Into the end zone. He'll waltz in, and that will do it. Do I look like a con artist? Yeah, by the way, spoiler alert, yes, he is. A lot of people scratching their head. <laughs> Bishop Sycamore is not even a real high school. They did not have teachers. We really was pretty much on our own. We didn't have any trainers. People were sharing helmets. It was disgusting. I was literally sick to my stomach. I can't believe this happened again. My philosophy in business is do what the people who have the money do, even if you don't have the money. Roy will tell you he's a liar. He knew what to say, how to say it. He's like, oh, man, you got to let that go. I said, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to let go. I'm going to let go of his neck after I grab it. <laughs> All right, that's enough, I guess. So, uh, yeah, unbelievable story, and the guy's name... Roy Johnson, I think. I'll look that up. But so he appeared, you heard his voice in the documentary asking that rhetorical question, am I a con man? He, he, I'm not going to blow the whole documentary for everybody, but it was a, a case of him wanting to create call, high school football force that is that would rival the school IMG, which is like one of the best, I, guess, I don't know if it's a prep school, is it one of the best high school football programs and he wanted to create something to like rival them but yeah it's Roy Johnson by the way and so but like he's the kind of guy who's always like robbing Peter to pay Paul so like he would check the whole team into a hotel for a month and then not pay the bill just wait till they get evicted and then move to another and they were supposed to attend certain classes but then that became like uh, you can go if you want to but you, you don't have to they tried to form partnerships with schools schools like wash their hands of them and the guy what's fascinating though is are you guys fans of documentaries generally this no, one, no, no this one seems good though. you got you got to watch it it's 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 a lot it's about a lot more than football it's it's about how you can sink into you can have like great intentions and then sink into this spiral of failure but the guy agrees to the documentary and sits down and i don't ruin it for you but i think like halfway through the documentary he realizes it wasn't such a good idea for him to appear on this and actually like admit all the stuff that he did. Some of some of which he's he denies, and you can tell he's lying. And but it's just kind of fascinating. And then you hear, and there's a sad part to it too, because a lot of kids invested you know a whole year of their life in this, not knowing it was going to be this absurdity. So, anyways, you guys promise you'll watch and report back to me. Yes, sir. BS high on on H. Sorry, not HBO Max. I hate that. Anyway, so Mandy, I hope you had fun on the show. I did. I hope you had a good time having me because this I, was great. Uh, you were okay. Yeah, right. No, you were fantastic. <laughs> you were fantastic. Remind the listeners again where, where they should go to learn about you. Go to at MandyLiciousChala on Instagram and you'll find me there. Very cool. When, as your empire continues to grow, we'll have to have you back on the show. Yay. All right. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm hungry for some challah. That's right. With maybe some turkey in it or... What about cheese? You ever put cheese in there? Oh, yeah. Oh. Cheesecake also oh, awesome. delicious. We're going right, to have to have you back just to talk about cheese. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mandy Silverman. You were awesome guest. Uh, a reminder, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. And if you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com. 
On behalf of Mandy Silverman, my new best friend and baker, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Boston, everybody.